in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey Ma. Good morning, Mary. How's it going? I can't help but just remember our text last night when we were texting about wanting to run away to Switzerland for a month. (laughs) Yes, Elizabeth was in on that. And, you know, I think if we had the will and the power to do it, we might have just done that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. For those who don't know, yeah, Elizabeth is my sister. She's not on the podcast with us, but I'm sure she will jump in at different times. But yeah, we have a group text and definitely when we are all losing it especially Liz and I we're just like okay who's ready we're going to Switzerland (laughs) my sister actually surprised my mom and I with a trip what how many years ago was that ma four five six yeah yeah she like took us out was a cheesecake factory right was just graduating from college wasn't she yeah yeah so she was the one I I felt so many emotions that day, but she was the one who (laughs) needed some, I mean, like I'm the parent, I should be giving her this trip to Europe. But anyway, so go ahead. She takes us to Cheesecake Factory. It's in May, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Was a backdrop. Yes. Mm -hmm. She had some presents in her hand when she came to us Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. we met at the restaurant. Yes. So anyways, yeah, I think, did she give us those special books? Yeah. She, so each thing represented, she was telling us the surprise in these little increments. Right. So she's saying, you know, you're the best mother, Mary, and you're the best <laughs> sister and mom, you're the best mom. And she's just telling us these things. And yes. we think it's going to be a Mother's Day, just a few little fun gifts. And, and then there she, she is something we opened and it just built to just, yeah beautiful amazing like she made us this like yeah like this entire scrapbook of like okay like this is to document all of our adventures we'll have we're like our adventures to where and she still didn't tell us anyway so that's a whole other story for another day but yes so she still didn't even tell us where we're going but we finally figured it out and anyways it was incredible we went to italy and switzerland and it was that will definitely be a story Mm -hmm. for another day like holy cow there is so (laughs) much there so many highs Definitely some lows on that trip, but all three of us will definitely say when we were up in the Swiss Alps in this little Swiss village, it was pretty much like we were all like, okay, like we've lived our life. Let's just go and live and die in this Swiss village. (laughs) Yes, circumstances came together that we thought we would, this would be our last (laughs) trip in this world. All that to say that, you know, that just makes me think of the magic of that story. There's so many things in that story. So when we really tell the full story of that, today we're talking about the story. And wow, it can take us to so many heights and depths, right, in our lives. So yes. and and a good story really kind of keeps us not just interested and compelled to keep listening, 
but there are so many things that we can see in a way we never saw before. There's a very brief intro, Mary. Let's just, <laughs> let, yeah, why don't you just kind of remind us where we were, what, what we're doing today. Yes. <laughs> well, because I just yes. jumped in for you. I need a reminder yes. of that every day. Yes. What am I doing? What am I doing yes. in life? Please tell me. Somebody tell why me. Why am I doing it? Yes. So yes, good job. So yes, yes. We've been talking about body, soul, and spirit and what that looks like to have all of those three being fully integrated. That's really what so much of this podcast will even be about. How how does that look and how does how does that play out in being integrated? And we've hinted at this even in past episodes, but basically just saying how our story and our story past and present and future, our entire storyline is what makes up who we are, right? And is truly one of the most, if not the most important thing about us, because it's all we have is our story, our story and everything, everything that that entails. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there's so many things about the story, but I I just want to throw out there jumping right into the deep end on this idea of the story. One of the things that came to me is the power, the power of the story. So you know what I'm going to do? This is what I want to do. I didn't tell you this, Mary, but I'm going to read a story that's like four paragraphs. It's super short. And I'm going to give you an example of the power of a story. Okay. And by story, I'm going to, I'm going to say, okay, a story could be, you know, an Instagram message, Aesop's fables, fairy tales, folk tales, art, dance, Mm -hmm. music, books, TikTok, a novel, (laughs) photographs that we look at, artwork. All these things, you know, many times are telling a story. So here's a story to give an example of that. Okay. A Cherokee elder is sitting around a bonfire with his grandchild, teaching him the lessons of life. He reaches down to lean in to his grandchild and he says, there is a battle going on inside of me. It is a constant fight, and it is between two wolves. One wolf is filled with anger and envy and jealousy, even fear and regret, shame, arrogance, inferiority, and superiority. But the other wolf is filled with humility and gratitude and acceptance, and patience, and peace, and all the good things, joy, and love, and kindness, and truth, and compassion. He leans in even closer to his grandchild, and he whispers to him, the same fight is going on inside of you, my sweet boy, and inside every other person, too. The child grows silent, thinking about the profound nature of this lesson, and then looks up and asks, So grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee smiles, a knowing look, and replies, The one you feed, my son. That's good. Mic drop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Did you write this? Oh, gosh, no. But I was, I said I read it. I qualified. No, that's so good. We're talking about something that took two minutes, and I love to think in this way. I'm always trying to find a story to make a point because I am a diehard teacher. 
And so mostly I want to make my point. But I find all around me that, so I know we're talking about our stories, but of course we hit two big things in that tiny story just now, the power of story, and we hit the power of a foundation, right? Yes. This, this purse, this grandfather was able to impart to his grandson and many others will now tell this story because I just told it. Because we are learning in this podcast together that what we think on, what we feed ourselves, what we drink, what we submerse ourselves in is that spiritual part that's inside of us that's warring with each other is really comes down to are we going to recognize it and are we going to be intentional to feed that part? And Mary and I were absolutely just talking about this and we didn't even know. (laughs) We were just talking about this exact same thing. So anyway, so I want to start with that to just say, And I think the more we steward our stories by being proactive to change maybe parts because we get invited to make these choices. God is inviting us. He's not going to, you know, bend our arm and play uncle until we scream. He does things lovingly to remind us. But so so I guess the point of this is, yeah, just to begin to see that. You know, we're not boasting when I sh- when we share our stories, but when we've actually thought about them and we begin to assimilate because we thought about it, what are the glorious parts? What have I learned? Even in the pain, what have I learned? And when we can find more concise ways to share those with each other, you know, our story now brings life to other people. I, I love that story. And I love the two wolves because it's basically like two narratives happening in your own head. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't know. I guess some people would be like, oh, like the like the the good angel and the devil. But it's like, no, it's like it's it's like two ways to look at your life. And yeah, I think that's so good. I was as I was thinking through story and just like how our narrative is everything, right? Oh, what's just as important as our story, if not way more important, isn't just our story, but is our interpretation of our story. It's like what lens are we looking through? What which wolf are we choosing to let dominate the narrative of our storyline? And I was thinking about how, oh, like how people say, oh, there's two sides to every story. And I've always been troubled, uh, troubled's too strong of a word, but like, what does that mean? Isn't a story just a recollection of facts? This is what happened and I'm telling you what happened. But we know that that's not true because for example, I won't say, but you know, the two different news stations, right? It's they're literally saying the same story and both stations might cover it completely differently. And you listen and you're like, what? Surely that's not the same story, but it Mm, is. mm. And yet it's completely different and skewed and almost at the end of it doesn't even seem to reflect the same story. And so Mm. after kind of thinking on that, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, our story matters, but way more so is that we are accurately interpreting what our story is and our story of our events from just today to throughout our entire lives that we're looking at it through what the Lord says is true and not just what we deem as truth in the moment. Well, that, that, you know, is, is such a, such an added dimension to our stories of what you're talking about. I've read all kinds of cool studies about people's memories and then their recollection of a series of events. And if there was trauma involved and other people were also there many times, I mean, they're so far off 
of what actually took place in terms mm-hmm. of timelines and so many things. So just just to add to what you said is that I think it's really important that we be aware not to even trust our own memories of things. Yeah, I was actually thinking of that quote that I told you the other day that I heard from somewhere. I can't remember at this moment, but it was children are incredible at observation, but terrible at interpretation. And I just, I love that because it's like, yeah, children and even adults, but I think of children, it's like they're taking everything in, even from itty bitty, they're taking in all this information, they're watching everything you do, but they're not so great at interpreting that information. And like, oh, what does that mean? Well, man, just think about that. Because again, you're right, zero to six, everything is being modeled in front of them. Their ability to retain information is enormous in those early years. Right. But it is powerful because so many things that they've even picked up in just normal living is a misunderstanding. And, and we know that because they don't have a grid for what the nuances of what's being said and done. So they're taking right. everything very literally. And so... In that, they can make erroneous decisions, even at two and three years old. So how much more when there's things occurring at the same time in our lives when we're young that are super complex? So it's hard to even get a literal understanding of something that has a lot of complexities. How about if we add where we're trying to interpret the faces of people around us that look stressed or sad or angry, then Mm -hmm. we begin to feel pressure as a small child. I want everybody to be happy and we can become overwhelmed and we can become fearful when we can't make those things happen. So just extrapolate all that. And, you know, Mary and I talk, you and I talk about this all the time is it's a wonder how any of us survive <laughs> at all. We, we talk about that about driving. It's a, it's a wonder everybody doesn't kill each other on highways. How do we make it from point A to B? Well, that's a good picture of what's going inside of our internal selves. You know, how do we make it? Well, I think it's almost impossible without God. And yes, you know, looking at these things and naming these things. I was even as you were telling that story, I was kind of thought through a story of like, yeah, like, interpretation is everything. I mean, we all have that all throughout the day. And I think our brain is just, I mean, in autopilot as far as like, we think that's our thought, but really it's, we're just living out of the narrative that we have of our lives. So I think about, oh, you know, a child, when she's little, she hears her mother and father fighting and the father screams some profanity and walks on, slams the door. And the mother runs out after him, begging him to stay. And he screams back that he can't You know, he can't take living here anymore and he's done, right? And the mother walks back inside, like super upset. And the the child's kind of in the corner, kind of watching what's happening. And she's too upset to kind of talk to her. So she just goes to her room and shuts the door. And the next morning, she basically is just like, your dad's not coming back and doesn't really ever talk about it again. Okay. So the the child watches what happens. The father really did leave. It wasn't in her head. She didn't make that up, right? Like some things aren't just 
us like know that really did happen, right? There was no like exaggeration there. That really did happen. It was really hurtful, right? But then her interpretation becomes super, super tainted and super skewed. That could go a million different ways, right? But let's say she interprets this part of her story as her mother didn't try hard enough to keep her dad there. Her mother isn't a fighter. Her mother is a quitter, right? So that's her interpretation. When she sees that, that's immediately what she sees as the interpretation of this picture. Her mom could have done something more to make him stay. And so she is now, this narrative she's taking on is, I will do whatever it takes to keep a man yes. to... to to be with me, right? And so, again, she doesn't even realize every decision that she makes all throughout her life is from this narrative yes. of this lens of her story. Yes, it's troubling. I, I, again, it's it's troubling, you know, when you hear it, the more simplistic somebody explains something, the more troubling it can be because now the things that we're listening and hearing, you know, sort of explode in terms of meaning and innuendo. So I, I love that example. And, and I'm just going to dovetail off that off that example to say that and that same, let's say, girl can make a decision, you know, that it was, you know, all the fault of the father and right. begin to right. turn right. hatred into bitterness mm -hmm. and even mm -hmm. make self sort of inner vows, you know, men are evil. Yep. I will yep. never trust a man again. These are obviously very stereotypical kind of examples but the fact is is it can go a million different ways exactly. so so our lens then you know what i'm hearing you say in terms of definition the lens is kind of you know it's like like think of it as a pair of glasses it's the vehicle that you see things so that child right. and even all of us throughout life because we're already having a distorted vision we're putting on these glasses right. every day now, the, what happens with the lens, that's where we're making an interpretation, and the interpretation now becomes our belief system. Right. So the lens is right. the vehicle that we see, and then the, the belief system can become like a paradigm. This is what we right. have accepted as a truism about life in the world. So as we're talking about the story today... You know, Mary, I heard you say two major important things. One is that the story itself is so valuable, and but also it's very valuable that we could sit with God or maybe another person or a group of friends to do this together where we're going to reflect on that. And as I've suggested many times, you know, to do that you know, intentionally, we would even be open to say, God, show me my heart, show me what parts or what, what agreements I've made with my own inner intellect to say that this is true so that right. we would we would begin to right. explore not only what is true and there'll be plenty of things that you can take away that are true and how they affected you but sometimes how everybody you probably have heard all you listeners and we have too are describing inner healing and our journey in life is like an onion and that there's layers and layers and layers until you get to the core and that's very true. So this isn't, again, it's not a one and done thing, right? Right. You want to always be really clear here that this isn't unto some mountain thing where you're going to be a monastic kind of person and go to a monastery and sit alone. None, none of us have time. Ain't got no time for that, right. mamas. <laughs> right. So we want to always be talking about that this is in light of today. This is in light of yes. God is near today. 
And there are the smallest and most beautiful steps that you can take that will invite him into today as you're writing your story today. That's so good because I think a lot of us are like, oh, we can't change our story. Like, I mean, some of us have, no matter what our story is, we've all experienced trauma, right? Like we've said so much of the time, perception is reality. So whatever we perceive to be pain and trauma, our body then responds to that and says, oh, that was pain and that was trauma. So we've all experienced it. Nobody is exempt from pain and trauma in this life. And we've all experienced it in whatever degrees that is. When we look back on our storyline, we can't change the actual facts that have happened. But I love that story about the wolf is like, but we can begin to change the narrative and to begin to see with different eyes. It doesn't change the facts, but it changes our posture. It changes, oh, right, like what does the Lord say about that? What does the Lord say about me? What was happening in that situation that was painful and that I can grieve it, but what did I take away from that to try to protect myself? And what is the Lord saying is what's true? So I just think that's, yeah, I mean, that's everything. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking as you were saying that, that there's so many things that we have in common in humanity. One is suffering and trauma. And it's a foregone conclusion. We'll tell you reasons along the way why we believe this is true, that no one is exempt from pain or suffering. And for most all of us, it becomes what we would call maybe a trauma one incident, or we could have, you know, trauma threes. I really don't know what they are in medical terms, but I know they sort of categorize them physically when someone walks in the door of an emergency right so what we're talking about is kind of this idea of triaging let's take a look at our own souls and maybe decisions we've even made about god that are totally erroneous and don't have anything to do with what he has proclaimed he has in mind for us and who he is and even who we are so in that vein I want to say that I think another thing that we can relate to in the story is like this story about the wolves again, is that we're leading up to there's going to be a climax in that story. There's a point. There's something that we can feel is coming in that tiny little folktale of this grandfather and his son. And we're waiting for it, right? Many, many of us in any different type of parts of our lives have had a moment when I guess we all sort of refer to it as this aha moment. Like you didn't even see that. You didn't even notice it. You didn't even consider that in the philosophy of your head or your heart. And then in a moment, it's like as if you were blind and now you see this thing that you didn't see before. It can be about yourself, about someone else, about God, about your narrative. And even just a story, a book that you're reading and something comes out that you didn't expect where we have these moments because we're so curious and we're delving the way God has created us is to delve and see these things. So I want to just support the idea for all of you and for ourselves is that we can have paradigm shifts. We can change. I'm going to give a couple quick examples of that. When I was like 16-ish, I read a book called Johnny, J-O-N-I. And she's a gal who was, you know, she was probably five, six, seven years older than me when she's writing the story in her 20s. But when you're when you're 17, you really look up to people in their 20s. You think they have all the wisdom in the world and they're the coolest. So I read this book and it was about a young girl who had dove and she broke her neck and she became a quadriplegic from the neck down and many of you have heard of her 
but she had a huge impact in my life. It just, it added a storyline that I had no language for. I had no grid for, no one had ever talked to me about suffering and where God is in the midst of suffering. I had already suffered quite a bit. So the fact that there was no nothing, no no one to add to that storyline or the lack of the storyline, reading her story was like a mile marker. It cemented something. Mm. Now we can see the positive and the dangerous part of that, particularly today, right? Where we can just jump into a stream that is so dangerous. This is where we're talking about feeding your souls like the wolves, feeding the part of you that is hungry for what is beautiful and lovely and good. And I think God put that in me because I was desperate for him at a young age. But it definitely branded me with something I would not only need desperately, but I was called to share with others. Another one is called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I read it in my early 20s, you know, maybe five, six, seven years from that. And there, there were seven different principles. And one of those principles that really sticks out to me was to begin with the end in mind. That so played a part of changing the value of living out of being an eternal person than living like everyone else around me. Okay, so we're talking about two books and that had all kinds of influence on me. That was just by reading two things that were full of wisdom and beauty and wonderful things. That's just tiny, tiny drops in the bucket, but just so that you can be encouraged that God really, and I'm not saying he uses evil for good, but he can turn evil into good. And by his prerogative, we're not to choose evil, saying we hope that good will come. But overall, just that there are multitudes of ways that your narrative and your lens can change by things all around you so you don't have to feel like there's some complex system that you have to go through or or some great learning you have to achieve or your circumstances must change because this would be impossible for you it is for all of us to enter in to having our hearts and our minds transformed into God's hearts and minds. And it's available to every one of us. I started to preach there. I'll pull back. No, I totally concur. Yeah. I mean, that totally brings us into when we, when we share our stories, like what you were saying, somebody was sharing their story and how we can so glean and benefit when we hear other people's stories, but also how important it is that we are feeding on and gleaning and looking at stories that are going to be life-giving and inspiring and encouraging because stories are so powerful in every form, right? Like how you mentioned, art, music, dance, obviously just someone telling their story, a book. So it is so powerful. We need to be careful to protect our hearts and our minds against just continual bombardment of stories that would just feed into maybe a like a more skewed, darker narrative in our thoughts. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a heavy and a weighty thing when we all consider what we're digesting, even just by that small child, it's just passing by our attention. Right. That is just being modeled all around us in words and in all kinds of ways. 
So yeah, that's that's for sure. Onto the story, I guess. Again, the idea is okay. It's we're, we're saying it has value. So what what is the value? We're, we're definitely naming some of those things, and I would say that particularly being invited in now to not just know your story and and be healed from parts of your story that you've wanted to block out or just don't feel like you have any capacity. Maybe some of you don't, you know that there's such gaps and you know that you have memory and you can't. Again, I just, I want to say at this point that this isn't about so much doing it in such a linear way and you have to know every part of the story that it becomes this big project. This is more right. something that God is inviting us into to invite him into. He's saying, yeah. invite me. I come in the door and knock. I want to just have a meal right. with you. Let's have lunch together at a table and eat. You know, serve me some coffee and let's just chat. And so yeah. I want you to begin to consider that God, that at the end of the day, he's this good father who just longs to give you what he has. Because isn't that what we long right. to give our children? I want them to know how much I'm for them. I want yes. them to know how much I love them. But I, I don't want them to just be entitled and bratty and unkind and steal things. And we can name a million things our kids have done or thought or felt. We, that, right. that breaks our heart, right? Because we know that there'll be no life for them in those things. We know right. that they won't come to the fullness of what God destined them for, which is to be like him. And that there's yeah. only real joy found in giving our lives away instead of hoarding everything for ourselves, which is what we see in children all day long, don't we? And we get frustrated. But I would say, yes. just imagine how much greater God is in the center of your story, in the center of his desire that your whole life would become a living testimony to him that verse we quoted from a revelation that basically we everything we have is what we're taking with us is the blood of the lamb and our own testimony and how we've been right. impacted by his story how our story has been impacted and so god's goal is that in this whole process which again when we're talking about our story we're also mostly talking about this is our life this is our life our life story we're living it we will continue to live it and that's that's will be what defines us in part by who we were and and what happened to us and and what we learned along this way but all of it is unto this thing of being changed being transformed so we believe that this is a very big part of you being changed so that you can be whole so that peace and joy can become a part of who you are and you can impact others around you with how you're being changed. Yes, that's good. So as we as we begin to kind of wrap up, what what do you feel like is some some takeaways for our listeners as far as okay, what parts of my story have I seen? I've seen the events happening, but my interpretation is not aligned with truth and it's affected large portions of my life and my decisions. So what would you say, just some some takeaways of how can we begin to do that today? We've talked about we can shift our thinking. We can turn away. We can't change our past, but we can begin to change our narrative and that will completely shift our decisions and begin like letting that wolf 
win the the one that's filled with kindness and humility and self-control. So yeah, what would you say is some just takeaways of, of things we can do today as we walk that out? Yeah, we can just start with that same story, the wolves. You know, the idea is that we're all feeding on something. We're all feeding on something. I think the trick today is to be intentional about what we're feeding on. How when, yeah. when you have that awareness about, man, I've been eating too many Big Macs, let's say. That would have been me in my 20s and 30s. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But baby steps, are, are they accumulate. And that's the whole idea in the gospel of God, that there's this cumulative effect. So I would say, take a take an inventory. You know, what am I feeding on? Take an inventory. That's something I tell people. Start with yourself, not anybody else, not your husband and not your children. But just yep. start with yourself because the truth is it's the only one that you have power over. Yeah. So that's yep. a, that's good news. That's a wonderful, wonderful understanding is that you have complete invitation to basically be transformed. So I would say start with yourself by maybe taking an inventory. What are the parts that are so anxious, so fearful, so angry? Why am I being triggered in all these areas? And I would say, then the next part is, what am I giving myself to every day, day in and day out? Take an inventory. This has to be intentional. It doesn't right. come through you meditating and oming. I don't ohm, but I'm just, <laughs> just to clarify. But yeah, but so I think the intentionality, right? And And I think, so yes, to start with you. And to basically so being intentional, being intentional about and it with you about so yeah. there's an intentionality and it's about you and it's about then looking that what am I feeding on and then saying, right. God, I, no wonder I, I smell I haven't had a shower in seven days. So the right. idea is we can begin to take stock of, of that. And so, I, I mean, I continue to say these first steps, but. And if you do begin to write your story down, again, I say bullet points, just the bullet points. And if you see big gaps, God, what help me remember. Ask him, invite him in, invite him in, invite him in, invite him in to your time yes. of reflection. He can do what nobody else can do. And then fourthly, yes. I'm always saying that there's, there's a million people around you. Somebody's ahead of you. Somebody yeah. is ahead of you. Take notice. Watch them. Why do they always seem this way? If you don't know them, you know, you can invite them for coffee. But be proactive. Building a few relationships, just a few, to yes. begin to be somebody that you trust to process with. Are they farther ahead in the way, in the narrow path? Are there things they've learned that I could learn from them? Or is there someone also in that group that's learning like me? So all of this is just about being intentional. It's not hard. It's simple. And it just takes your decision to say, yes, God, I, I'm going to accept your invitation into this sacred space of becoming like you and being changed. I think it's not complex. It's just a matter of yes. intentionality. Yes. That's all I got, Mary. Yes. That's all I got. Oh, no, that's so good. I think we did this a couple weeks ago. But yes, can we do maybe just a prayer yes. over over our listeners? I know that when we, we've been talking about our foundations and what that looks like in body, soul, and spirit, and just 
really asking the Lord to enter in. But this week we're talking specifically about our stories. And so I think, of course, that's going to trigger some people because our stories are painful. Yes. And like we said, there's no way to get around the pain. And like we've talked about in previous episodes, you cannot bypass the pain. You have to acknowledge it and look at it to be able to not sit in it, but to move forward yes. into Go life, through. into healing. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. So, so yeah, I, I know that is going to be, you know, painful for some of us, even just looking at it with the Lord. So yeah, just, just a prayer as we maybe a few of us, yeah, take some steps to look at that this week. I think I prayed oh. last time. So why don't you pray this time? I can say a quick prayer and then you can finish us with our prayer. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Holy Spirit. We just, we need you so much, Lord. And we do just invite you in to every every aspect of our lives, Jesus, and every part of our storyline. Lord, we admit, Lord, that there are places in our lives, Jesus, where we've maybe interpreted it wrong and it's affected our choices and it's affected the way that we view people and relationships, Lord. Yes. And we say that you are the only one that can come to those places and give us different glasses to see yes. it differently, Jesus. Not that we would see the events as different, but we would see what's true, yes. that you were faithful there, Lord God, that you are always been faithful and you've always been and you always will be, Jesus. So I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and speak truth to our hearts, Jesus. And you are not a God that wants to just put heavy things on us, Lord, yes. that you would just illuminate even just one portion of our story yes. that you want to highlight. Maybe not all of it. We maybe cannot handle all of that, but maybe just one one moment of one day of our story, Jesus, yes. that you want to highlight. God, we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to do that in our hearts, Jesus, and that we would have a heart to receive, God, and to humble ourselves, to go low and say, Lord, yes. show me. Show me where I'm off, God, and fill me with what's true. Yes. Yes, Lord, and I, I just so agree, and God was just a touched by your spirit to just also agree with Mary and Lord that you would definitely take away the lies of the enemy and narratives that would cause people to feel that are listening such an overwhelm feeling in going back and looking God would you just yes. remind them even now before they go into these places God that one moment is something that Lord you may highlight for days or a year, Lord, that this is not a rush and that you are not requiring of them to look at everything at once. God, we would be crushed and yes. you know that and you're merciful. And all of this is on to life, God. This is your motive, God, is love and a pure heart and that we would be changed by sitting with you. Yes. So, Lord, I just pray for these women who choose to sit with you, God, that you would give them courage just in the first smallest baby step. And, God, that you would bring comfort and peace and hope. So, Lord, yes. we, just, we just pray, Lord, for there to be the ability, God, the capacity, God, to even be willing to say, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this first step. Next month, next week, yes. this Saturday morning. But God, they'll begin by just agreeing with your Holy Spirit in them that there is something that they need to go back and invite you into. Yes. So Lord, we just pray, God, that you would bring your power 
and your peace and your grace to everyone who's listening today, God. We pray a blessing over them and their hunger for you that you would increase their hunger. And Lord, we pray protection over their children and their husbands and their families. God, we just pray, Lord, that you would just come into all of the spaces of our lives. And we bless you, Jesus, because you are worthy of it all. Thank you, Lord, that you hear us and you see us together. Even all of us on this day, God, you see us and know us. And we just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your nearness. We love you, God. Amen. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website. But for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.